Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 647. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and handling. We've got some music. We've got some um, letters and a powerful message from the Lord. Now, I am a Bible scholar. I've been called in very supernatural way, and um, I don't believe that they have ever run into anyone that for at any length of time could argue the Bible with me. So listen clearly. I am definitely not telling you a lie. I am definitely from the Lord, and I know the Bible. Some people say, well, uh, yeah, well, we know the Bible inside and out. Well, so did the Pharisees, but you have to know the Lord as well. And I know the Lord very well. I've seen him in person. And so just listen and learn, will you please? Right now, let's go to the throne and ask the Lord to anoint this message, this service. Father, anoint this message, this service, this program. Let it be everything that you want it to be so that souls could be saved in the church, the body of Christ, the members of you can be strengthened and given more hope. Lord God, we ask that you, I'm asking you personally, Lord, to destroy the works of Satan. I'm asking you personally, Father God, to destroy and block every work that he's doing. Confuse him, bind him in the mighty name of Jesus and close every door to him, Lord, and open every major door to us in the entire world. Lord, let it come now. Let everything happen now that is good for the church. Uh, in Jesus' mighty name, and everyone says amen. Amen. Okay, a lot of people are going out uh, beyond the sunset. And this I dedicate this song to them and their loved ones. Here it is, uh, Beyond the Sunset. Clouds will get, no storms will threaten, no fears annoy. Oh, day of gladness, oh, day unending, beyond the sunset, eternal joy. On the sunset, oh, glad we 
Praise the Lord. I'm so happy that I'm going to be there in heaven, uh, right there with the Lord and all the people that love the Lord. Uh, we've got some letters today. Where's the first one from, uh, Sharon? This is from Kinshasa, Congo, translated from French. Let's hear what they say. Very dear one in charge of publications, I'm greatly pleased to write this letter to you. It gives me joy to thank you for your charity of sending all the gospel literature, which edifies my life every day in Jesus Christ. Thank you for your prayers, which cause the Holy Spirit to act upon my belief in the knowledge of Christ our Lord and Savior. I'm happy to testify that Jesus Christ our Lord is living in your life and also in mine. He is alive and is our hope and glory. I am proud to live by the grace of God, also with the word of God through your gospel literature. I thank the Holy Spirit for his consolation, sanctification, and for all his works in my life, and for all the workers of Christ in your ministry. I am proud to be writing you this letter and to testify to you of the goodness of God through your ministry. I'm writing to receive more manna, which comes from the mouth of God through the literature. May the Almighty God bless you with all blessings from on high through Jesus Christ. My salutations to all the workers for Christ in your ministry and their families. May things go well for you in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Thank you, your correspondent, Larissa Batalansi from Kinshasa, Congo. All right, praise the Lord. You have another one? Yes. Uh, where is this one from? This is from Malawi, Africa. Okay. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo, greetings to you in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, it should be the people in Africa say, do you wonder if the people in America, in the deepest, darkest jungles of Africa, how are they ever going to be saved? It doesn't sound like any one of them are saved. It doesn't look like, uh, uh, you know, when we see them on TV and hear all the smut that's coming out of this country and countries like uh, Scandinavian countries and things like that. Um, I wonder how they're going to be saved. And here, the uh, idiots here say, hmm, how, what about the people in the darkest, deepest jungles of Africa? How are they ever going to be saved? Because, but you know something? You listen to these letters from Africa, and you see that they know the Bible a thousand times better than you do. And uh, they're a thousand times more saved than you are because you can tell that this, there's a sincerity in their heart that really doesn't occur to too many here in the United States. We have a lot of followers here in the United States, but uh, we get these letters um, by the hundreds from Africa and some from India and other places in the world. But this place is really brain dead when it comes to knowing the Lord. All right, so let's hear from them. Where is this again from? This is from Malawi. All right, let's hear it. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo, greetings to you in the name of Jesus Christ, who never changes. Grace and blessings from our Lord Jesus be upon you always to shame the devil. I actually met you through one of your gospel tracts with the message of demonstrating a life of sainthood. I was encouraged after reading that newsletter, and up till now I'm still moving in the holiness of God. It was very exciting as I went through the contents, and I encountered a great experience. I received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. As you know, if someone receives Jesus, they need much encouragement and materials to use to defeat the devil. My request is that I beg you 
to help me with the Bible to use as a weapon against the devil, and I know for sure that the Bible can help someone in many ways. I thank God for using you to reach out to the world in times like these. Thank you for all your help, and may God bless you mightily as you help to save lost souls and teach them to depend on Jesus. May God richly bless you and your ministry. Your son in Christ, Charles Kiyakwa from uh, Nikunga Community Secondary School in Dwangwa, Malawi. All right. Praise the Lord. Wonderful. Now, a lot of people wonder why I keep talking about polygamy and the age that a woman can be married. Yeah, the woman can be married at the age of puberty. Whenever she reaches puberty, she can be married because all of her reproductive organs are um, uh, available to bring forth new life, and this is what the Lord loves. And we're talking about in the book of Jasher, yesterday on tape, uh, how that uh, Rebecca was 10 years old, and uh, the Bible, uh, oh, this is part of the Bible. It's, this book is mentioned in the Bible. Uh, and that uh, her husband, Isaac, uh, was 40 years old, 30 years older than her. And the Bible's our rule of thumb as to how to be in this world. How to live our life out, it tells us what to do and what not to do. And this is a young woman, she was a virgin, Rebecca. And remember that um, she's the one that uh, brought forth twins. She became pregnant and uh, there was two nations within her, uh, two boys. One of them God hated, that's Esau. And the other one, God loved. <clears throat> the one that he loved was a polygamist. He had four wives, two wives and two concubines. And all the um, tribes of Israel came from these four women. And for if you want to learn the Bible, then listen to me, because this is Bible, folks. <clears throat> it doesn't make any difference what the news media tells you. They're not the teachers of the Bible. It doesn't make any difference also. What the uh, Pope tells you, he doesn't know the Bible, and he's uh, a homosexual, which is totally against the Bible, and he's uh, his uh, head of the homosexual and child-molesting church. Now, this woman, little 10-year-old girl, she's 10, and he's 40. And it's I, I read it to you out of the book of Jasher, and I'm going to read out of uh, the book, uh, the Bible itself, uh, that says that these two boys, uh, one God hated, Esau have I hated, and uh, Jacob have I loved. Uh, now, those that believe the gospel and are not antagonistic to God's word, they have the victory. What profit would you be to not like what the Lord says? Uh, the Lord says he had to uh, let the young women marry. Now, the Lord has an, uh, an explanation of what a young woman is here. We're in the 25th chapter of Genesis. Is that right? Yes. And let's go to verse 19. Verse 19 states, And these are the generations of Isaac. Isaac 
is the promised young boy that God promised Abraham. And from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, all the nations would be able to be saved if they believe the word of God, which is Jesus. Jesus is the word of God. And these are the generations of Isaac, okay? Abraham's son. Abraham uh, begat Isaac. In other words, he was the father of Isaac. Verse 20, and Isaac was 40 years old when he took his 10-year-old bride, Rebekah, to wife. The daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padam Aram, the sister of Laban, the Syrian. Verse 21, And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was uh, entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Verse 22, And the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? Why am I pregnant with with these two children in me, and why is there such a war going on inside my body? And she went to inquire of the Lord. She asked the Lord, verse 23, that's what so few people do. If you ask the Lord if I'm right or wrong, if you were saved and you'd asked him, he'd say, yes, he is. Listen to everything he says and do what he tells you. Verse 23, and the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people. And the elder, meaning Esau, shall serve the younger, which is Jacob, uh, now, just as Isaac, he's bringing forth this uh, J- Jacob, which uh, God changed his name to Israel, uh, the greatest fighting force on the face of this earth and the most precious people to God of anyone on the face of this earth. You must become an Israelite in order to be saved. Now, here this uh, little 10-year-old girl married to this 40-year-old man, which I read out of the book of Jasher, which is a book that's been left out of the Bible, but nevertheless it is the Bible, and anyone that takes away from that, uh, the plagues will be added unto you. Uh, If you uh, take away the book of um, Enoch, the first, second, and third book of Enoch, the book of Noah, the book of Adam and Eve, the book of Jasher. Okay, verse 24. And when her days to be uh, delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. Verse 25, and the first came out red, all over like an hairy garment, 
and they were called, uh, and they called his name Esau. Now the Lord says, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Why did God hate? Yeah, I didn't know that God hate, you might say. Yeah, that's because you're not a Bible scholar. And you're not a believer in the Lord. You think it's all right to just love the devil. Some of you. Most of you. Verse 26. And after that came his brother out. And his hand took hold on Esau's heel. And his name was called Jacob or Jacob. And Isaac was three score years old when she bare them. Three, well, he was 60 years old. So uh, he was 40 when they got married. So this was 20 years later that these children were born. And uh, the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field. And Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau. And Isaac loved Esau. The man that was taken out of a dead woman's womb and was uh, from a dead man, Abraham, so far as having children, I'm saying. So Isaac was the one that was raised from the dead, loved this uh, one that God hated. Because Why did he love him? Because he did eat of his venison. He'd go out and kill a venison, and Rebekah would fix it. But Rebecca loved Jacob, and Jacob sawed pottage. He was making, he was a cook. So he was making some uh, lentil soup, some kind of soup or beans. And um, Esau came from the field, and he was faint, so hungry, verse 30. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. Esau is Edom. Verse 31, And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. This is Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. And he says, I loved, I would love to be in the lineage of the Lord that's going to come to the earth and save everybody. I would love, I, I, you know, sell me your birthright because the firstborn is always the one that gets the birthright. And so Esau said, Behold, I am appointed to die, and what profit shall this birthright do to me? Oh, that sealed it. So he sold his birthright for a bowl of porridge. And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swear unto him. And he uh, sold his birthright unto Jacob. 
Now, you have to remember now, <clears throat> this guy is 60 years old. And so you figure from 10, uh, this is like she's 30 years old now. Right? She's 30 and he's 60. He was, she was 10 and he was 40. And this now, this little 10 year old girl, uh, bore, uh, Israel. And Israel, the names of all the 12 tribes of Israel, from this little 10 year old girl, their names are on the gates of heaven the gates where are with the names of the 12 tribes of israel you go to heaven that's revelation 21 10 and 12 uh so those, these are those who got uh victory over the beast are going to be able to be there revelation 21 10 and 12 states that this uh israel's sons all their names are written on the gates of heaven. You can't even get into heaven unless you go through one of the gates that has the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. Go ahead, read it. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great... And the Lord carried him away in the spirit and did what? To a great and high mountain. That's a crystal mountain. This uh, high nation, then what else? And showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven now from God. Now this is the holy Jerusalem. And keep going, to, what does it say after that? Descending out of heaven from God. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, go ahead, and then what else? Verse 11, having the glory of God, and her light was like unto a stone most precious. Now this uh, little girl, 10-year-old girl, and her uh, 40-year-old husband uh, were the ones that had quite a bit to do. I mean, the Lord made it to them extremely honorable by uh, calling it uh, Israel in heaven. Amen? Amen. Then what else? And her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Uh, and Israel was a polygamist. Now look at, you know, you can say, well, we don't believe that because the Antichrist told us that that's sin. Well, then why is God honoring uh, this supposed-to-be sinful man, Israel, to have all of his son's names written on the gates there? Read that last statement again. And at the gates, twelve angels. And, well, names and actually, even dispatched twelve angels to give honor to their names. From uh, this 10-year-old girl who was married to a 40-year-old man. Keep going. Their names written thereon, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Which came from uh, Rebecca, the little 10-year-old girl, and her 40-year-old husband. And then what does it say? On the east three gates, on the north three gates... On the south, three gates, and on the west, three gates. Representing the twelve tribes of Israel, the polygamist. 
Uh, and these came uh, from the, their marriage, where she was 40 years old, and she was a young woman, a virgin, 10 years old. Then what? And the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and in them the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Okay, so the 12 apostles and the 12 tribes of Israel get their names the 12 tribes of Israel, the polygamists. Now, I don't get any kick out of uh, telling you about this. Uh, I'm saying this to people that really want to know the Bible. When the Lord told me that I have to uh, um, start talking about these things, I don't dare not do what he says. And I didn't believe it either until he, he sent me. I actually wasn't reading the Bible as much as I needed to. And so that's uh, that's when I really started learning the Bible because I didn't want to say anything that was wrong uh, to the people that the Lord wants me to teach, and he wants me to teach the whole world. So I studied the Bible on that one subject for over three years. Then he said, start preaching it. And he said, if you don't, I'm going to kill you. So the Lord does threaten people. He threatened Ezekiel. He threatened Moses. He threatened... Uh, Everybody in the Bible gets threatened, all right? Um, so um, those who got the victory over the beast, they also in the Bible, now Moses was a polygamist. He had three young wives. He married them when he was um, hmm, between the ages of 40 and 80, 80 years old. Moses really didn't start his ministry until he was 80. God called him to tell uh, uh, Pharaoh, this uh, devil, let my people go. And Pharaoh wouldn't let the people go. And so God took the firstborn of every single family in Egypt that were not Israelites. And even if the Israelites would not have honored God, uh, their child would have been lost also. Well, here's the rule, the Lord said. This is the rule. I want everybody in Egypt to take a little lamb in your house and raise them until you, you see that they're so cute and everything. And I want you to, on the night that I'm going to deliver you, uh, the night that they now call the Passover. Because the Lord says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. So you have to slaughter the lamb and then take some of his blood and put it on each side of the door and above the door. And then put a basin of the blood down below so it drips into the... It's the sign of the cross. The sign that Jesus is coming to the world. It's a figure, a symbol, a type of Jesus. And it's a symbol, a figure, a type of the cross. And so the blood, the sign of the cross, on the up above the door, on each side of the door, and down to bottom. And hyssop, which is the most available thing in Israel, it just grows out of the walls. You're to take uh, the this basin of blood and put the hyssop in there and then make the sign of the cross above the door, each side of the door, and then set the basin down. But everyone that doesn't do that, that doesn't agree with God, that he's going to send his son, that is 
himself into the world as a man, then the firstborn of everybody in the, every family is going to die. But uh, those who got the victory over the beast will sing the song of Moses, who God used, Moses the polygamist, who told them what to do. And Moses is in heaven, and so is uh, Israel. And the Palestinians are trying to horn in. And the United States are trying to horn in. And all the different countries of the world are wanting to horn in on God's blessings when they don't, uh, they don't belong to you. The only time that those blessings pertain to you is if you accept the Jewish Messiah, the world's greatest Jew, into your heart, and then you become a spiritual Israelite, and there the blessings belong to you. You then get victory over the beast, which is this one world government, headed by the whore of Revelation, which is the Pope, and uh, also uh, the media that does everything in its power to try to discourage the people of the Lord from continuing on serving him. But anybody that would sell their soul for a bowl of pottage or because of the fact that they're afraid of this weak and beggarly government, this weak and beggarly pope, this homosexual child and molesting pope, and also this media, which is a bunch of sickos that don't even know anything. All they do is make commentaries about things they don't even know and things that are of no value whatsoever. Well, what difference does it make if Obama or uh, Clinton makes it as president of the United States? They're not president. What they are is puppets doing what the Pope says. Now, God, uh, the Pope has chosen this Muslim because he really wants to goof on the United States of America. First of all, he's using our troops, our young men and women, to go over and get killed. And he's just clapping his hands Satan and cackling, sitting on a fence post, just laughing, laughing himself sick. While the rest of you people are saying, oh, they're honorable people for going over there and murdering people and getting murdered themselves. And so you blow the horn, da 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 And uh, then you put a white cross up there amongst the... Uh, thousands, uh, millions, uh, hundreds of millions of people that have been slaughtered because of what the beast, because what the beast tells you to do and the horror of revelation. But uh, if you're in heaven, you're going to have gotten victory over the beast and you're going to be singing the song of a polygamist, the song of Moses, he had three wives, and they were young wives as well. Yeah, because uh, we're going to go on further here and talk about that. Now then, let's see, where were we? In the 25th chapter of Genesis. So he sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage. If you uh, take the mark of the beast, in other words, on your forehead or on your hand, you're going to be able to buy and sell. Oh, you'll have uh, plenty of food like uh, Esau did. 
and you'll have all kinds of uh, delicacies, but you're going to spend eternity in hell in the lake of fire. A pottage of lentils is what it was, and he did eat and drink. It rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised being in the lineage of the Lord. He despised his birthright. And so this little 10-year-old girl who now is 30, having these children, these two children, she, uh, she loves Jacob, the one that God loved too. He didn't love Esau. He said, Esau, Jacob have I loved, and Esau have I hated. So we know from just that one scripture alone, there's hundreds of scriptures that tells us that God hates and that he gets filled full of wrath and that he makes alive and he also kills. Uh, so um, uh, we get into the uh, book of Jasher, which is uh, I read to you from the Bible as mentioned. We're going to read again what it says. So verse uh, 39 of what chapter? 24, chapter 24 in um, Jasher, verse 39. And they all blessed the Lord, everyone who brought this thing about. And God brought this thing about. And they gave him, that is, they gave this man to take to uh, Isaac, Rebekah the daughter of Bethuel, for a wife, for Isaac, the promised one, the one that was raised from the dead. Verse 40, and the young woman, now remember, it doesn't say child. I'm talking straight from God. Don't call a woman that has reached puberty don't call her a girl or a child because you're sick in your head from Satan. Verse 40, and the young woman, young, and we're going to see what young is in just a minute here. And the young, not girl, but woman, was of a very comely appearance. In other words, she was beautiful. She was a virgin not an 18 year old person that's been in bed with about a hundred or uh, more guys a comely appearance beautiful she was a virgin and Rebecca was 10 years old she was 10 years old in those days you say, well, these are different days. No, they're not. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he condones this marriage and any other marriage of a woman that is married to a godly man. Now, what's happening is uh, they're, they're saying, you can't be married, but you can go into the schools and, you know, find some little nook someplace and take a nine, ten, you know, eight-year-old, doesn't make any difference. We'll give you birth control pills and condoms. You can have sex with them, but don't you ever marry them because 
I'm a seducing spirit. And I made being married a sin, and I made homosexuality all right, and I made uh, fornication all right. Well, the Lord says that fornicators are going to spend eternity in hell. So you're teaching these little boys and girls to have fornication. And then you're telling them to get an abortion, which means they're not only going to hell for fornication, but they're going to hell for murdering their own child. But the child was given by God. First of all, they're not supposed to be um, having a sexual intercourse without the virtue of being married because it's fornication. And fornication is not of the Lord. It's against the Lord, just the same thing as a homosexuality is against the Lord. Amen? Amen. Okay, so uh, now, if you think this is... Uh, I have to keep uh, saying these things because you people are so brain-dead and so brainwashed. The gates, now this little 10-year-old girl brought forth Israel. And they had 12, She, uh, they, there was 12 tribes of Israel. She brought forth the child, Jacob, whose name was turned to Israel. And uh, he had 12 sons and one daughter. And the 12 sons were from four different people that he was uh, married to at the same time. And their names are on the gates of heaven and the angels are standing there before it. Now God exalts that, but you don't because anybody that's of the devil does not exalt that. And anyone that's so much of the devil that you're exalting sin and making the word of God, God's way of doing things evil, God's going to take your firstborn child. And if you don't have a child, he's going to take somebody you love. And if you don't have anybody that you love except yourself, and maybe not even say he'll take you. And it would be so, it would not be so bad if he was just going to take you, but he's going to take you and stuff your soul into hell. All right. And so hell is forever. And you get angry at God. That's the way he does things. And what can we do about it? We'll get everybody together. We'll rat you out. Go ahead and see what happens to you. Now, you can rat me out, but I can rat you out to God. And when I do that and I ask God, God tells me what he's going to do. And he already told me what he's going to do to all you people that don't like his word. And you people that love to kidnap people's children. This is some kind of a government. You know, some government kidnap is against the law, against the law of God. He is said that all men stealers shall take, uh, spend eternity in hell. Men stealers. All right, so now uh, the Lord Jesus Christ is the root and offspring of David. Uh, the root of David, uh, the key of David. Let's read those scriptures, Revelation 22, 16, Revelations 5, 5, uh, key of David, Revelation 3, 7. So let's start out with 22, 6, uh, 16, rather. So. I, Jesus, have said, sent mine angel 
to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David. Uh, so the, even the Lord God himself states that he's the root and offspring of David, who had a hundred ninety-nine wives. The Lord is not ashamed of those that keep his commandments, and is not ashamed of uh, the things that he says. But if you don't like what God says, then he is ashamed of you, and you're not going to be in heaven with him. So David had 99 wives, he, and Jesus brags that he himself is the root and offspring of David. Read it again, Revelations twenty-two sixteen. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. My, my, my. And you people are going to say that's evil. Hmm? In other words, Jesus is evil, right? God is evil. Let me tell you something. You're the one that's evil. Because you're saying that Christ, our Lord and Savior, is evil. And that David, whom God loved, uh, is evil for having 99 wives. Now, the root of David, uh, Revelation 5.5. 5. Go ahead. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven So he's the root of David. What does that mean? Well, the root is the beginning of David. Um, the offspring of David means that he is like, uh, according to the flesh, the um, son of David, uh, the polygamist, the root of David. Now, Look, I was called to preach the Bible. Your ministers are afraid to do it. They're the fearful and unbelieving, and they're going to spend eternity in hell unless they start getting with it. you got to get with it, all right? So um, he's the root of David. Well, let's get to the root of everything. You know, you can chop a tree down, but the root, if the root is still there, the tree will grow back up again. But you can't chop down the root of David because God gave David the stuff that he had in him. you got to have the root before you can have anything blossom out of that root. The root is the beginning of every uh, plant. And the Lord, in other words, is saying that I planted, I was the root of David, I planted him, the polygamous, and I gave him all these wives. He said in the word of God that he says, I gave you the wives of Saul, wives, plural. God said that. And I also gave you the daughters of Israel and Judah. And if that weren't enough, all you would have had to have done is to pray to me, and I would have given you as many more as you wanted. There's no limit to you, David, that you could have had all these wives. But he says, why did you take this man Uriah had one wife? 
He raised her from before she was even a teenager, before she reached puberty. And then when she reached puberty, he took her. And uh, you took this man's one wife after I've given you 99 of them and I would have given you more? That's adultery. Uh, polygamy is, uh, the Lord saying, is of the Lord uh, to those that he gives the wives to, but you just don't take them. You know, uh, I'm not preaching that every man should be a polygamist. As a matter of fact, very few should. And I made a joke about it the other day because if you had a hundred or ninety-nine wives, my God, you've got ninety-nine mother-in-laws. Amen? That would be horrible. So, um, also the Bible says that he is uh, the key of David. Okay, Revelation 3, 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth. So the Lord says that he has the key of David, the polygamist, the one with the 99 wives. I'm trying to teach you the Bible. I'm not trying to teach you what uh, the Pope tells you because that's false. Or the Pope's government, which is the uh, international one world government, because they're false. They're Satan. And also the media is saying because they're the actually mouth of the dragon, the mouth of uh, of the devil. But I'm telling you what the Lord says, the Bible says, and the Bible that you must absolutely believe in order to get into the kingdom of heaven. Okay, was that it on that? No. Okay, keep going. These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man sheddeth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. Right. So the Lord can open the kingdom of heaven. He can, first of all, he can shut it to you. And he will, if you don't believe uh, the godly way. But that's not godly. That's evil. Who said so? You? Uh, the Pope? The media? The government? You have to believe in God, not the uh, Satan's uh, cult, government, and church. You have to believe in the Lord in order to get into heaven. So he says he can slam the door on you. You can't get in. He'll hear you knocking, but you can't get in. Amen? Amen. And uh, if little Richard makes it, he'll say, I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. <laughs> okay. And uh, you can come back tomorrow uh, and try it again, but you never get into heaven. Amen? Because yeah. the Lord uh, shuts the door and no man can open it. And if he opens the gates to you, nobody can shut them to you. And he opens the gates to those that believe him. Believe on the word of God and thou shalt be saved. The word of God is Jesus. So if you don't believe what I'm telling you, my God, I'm reading right out of the Bible, for God's sake. What's the matter with you people? Are you that brain damaged? And then the Lord brags about speaking to Moses, the polygamist, face to face. Exodus 33, 11 
through 23. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face. Face to face. Facha to facha. How do you say that in Spanish? Cara a cara. Cara a cara? Yes. Yeah, he spoke to Moses. Cara to cara. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, so it's 33, 11 through 23, what is it? He spoke to Moses uh, face to face. Who, who else did he do that to? He did it to me. I mean, the Lord appeared to me, and uh, I saw him with my eyes wide open. He spoke to me face to face, but he, in his speaking, it was like a radio turning off and on because he wanted me to know that I'm not seeking his face. I'm not seeking his word enough, and he said... Uh, you've got to preach my word because so many people believe the opposite of what I say they say that being married uh, to a young woman a virgin is sin and so they want all the women to go out with these kids in school teaching them early so that they're not virgins anymore and they teach them to murder Okay, so Exodus 33, 11, 12, go ahead. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. And Moses said unto the Lord, See thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. It says in Exodus 33, 1, Moses, the man of God, the polygamist, the man of God. And then in Joshua 1, 13, it states, Moses, the servant of the Lord, the polygamist, the servant of the Lord, the polygamist, the servant of the Lord. And then Joshua 1, 17, God was with Moses, the polygamist, Jesus transfigured Moses and Elias talked with uh, Jesus, Matthew 17, 1 through 3. All right, but the time has just fled away again, and it's time for us to pray. Pray to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Pray to Jesus. Pray to God through Jesus. Say to the Lord now, if you want to begin believing God instead of the gov false government, this Antichrist government, this Antichrist Pope, uh, this cult, and this Antichrist media, and all the other Antichrist people in the world, you gain the victory so you can sing the song of Moses in heaven, Moses the polygamist. Say to the Lord, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, the Son of you, Father. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father and Holy Spirit, wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, 
because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, because your word says you would. You will hear all those that call upon you, and you'll save all of us that call upon you. And I have called you, and therefore I know you've heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord and give him all the glory and give him the glory for telling you the real word of God. This is the way of the Lord. Okay? This is the way of the Lord. Too many women, of, uh, young women, are committing fornication and murdering their babies. They need to be married to older men that can support them because the young men don't have two, uh, two, a dime, two dimes or a two fifty cent pieces to rub together to support them and their children. So do the opposite of Satan. Do what the Lord tells you to do in Jesus' name. And now, Sharon, tell everyone how to receive a copy of this program. Number 647 is free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Well, now that you're saved, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo, and now that you're saved, make sure you tune in tomorrow for another dose of the real God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And sing along with me right now this song, because you're saved. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah, when I Joe.